When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can tell this, but we don't show prep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, yeah. No, I, I just barely make something. it in. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can tell, but we don't show <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, let's put the cards down on the table here. Bobby Hurricanes, yeah, you know the name already, it's Merced, ha <laughs> ha. It's a six-rig cane show, can't forget the name though Got jazz, blue vision, DJ break the game code Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium Ball 14 for the orange or green We see the six-rig champs, it's more than a dream This is life on the field, beyond a hundred yards A hurricane that's never still put a damage to the squad The six-rig cane show The six-rig cane show Six rings can't show. <laughs> you know. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes. <sighs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> no, this didn't even want to wear his Canes hat today. I mean, the Cowboys. Usually, this is not the when the Cowboys are actively playing. I have done this before. It's not related to a to a today's uh to uh this this last weekend's festivities. Um, sure, sure, man, sure. <laughs> ooh, and the Cowboys just scored touchdowns. There we go. Who scored it? Who scored it? Dak ran it in oh, from twenty man. yards out. Gosh, I have CD Lamb playing, and uh, I need him to score. In order for me to have a shot. Anyways, um, we got some friends in the chat. Daniel Barry, Pimp Down. What's going on, fellas? <laughs> Might be yeah, just the three. Man. Just after that, by the end of the season, if it keeps going like this. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I look. Um, it, it, it doesn't bear repeating, but here we are. Uh, <clears throat> the Kings drop another another game. Uh, another. Let's let's be quite honest with you. Another winnable game, another game in which they had the opportunity to um, to compete. You saw it in the first half. You know some of the mistakes that they made and some of the uh, uh, the things that were going on. You still had a chance going up. You know, going going into the half with the lead, but uh, the wheels just kind of fell off. And then uh, look, I'll, I'll say this right. I, I mean, we can every show in America right now that. Every show in Miami, every show that has anything to do with Miami Hurricanes football is probably talking about the same thing. So, um, 
you know, I kind of want to focus on some other things, but I think we have to kind of mention the fact that, uh, you know, some of the, some of the stuff that we saw last year is still creeping up on this team. And I know, look, I want to be the positive one, right? And I want to say, look, it's still, it's still only year two. They're still in the process of, you know, of weeding out some of the ugly, some of the bad, some of the, some of the crap. Uh, and, you know, some would say Mario's doing a great job. And then there's the other side, right, where it's like, oh, here we go. Same old thing. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And so you've got the same undisciplined style play. You've got the same mistakes, boneheaded mistakes. You've got, you know, I hate to say it. I'm this guy. I hate to say it. But, I, you know, I hate to see Henry Parrish celebrating that he got a 12-yard pickup or a 10-yard pickup, but he's at the two-yard line celebrating getting crazy. And then you go ahead and you – shoot yourself in the foot and fumble the next play, right? I don't like those kind of things. I, I think that at this point right now, Miami needs to do a little bit less of that, a little bit more of staying disciplined and, and understanding what you're doing on the football field is, is I just feel like they're, they're sometimes they do things that they don't understand the consequences of their actions. And I think that has as much to do with the players as it does with the coaching. And I think that they're still working, right? It's a work in progress. And it sounds like an excuse, and it sounds like, you know, the same old story, and it sounds like the same old Miami Hurricanes. Um, but I, tr I true do truly believe, and I want to get your take on this, both of you, uh, Blue and Vish, that this is a better football team. But yes, what you saw this weekend also was that the depth is still not there, and the opportunity to capitalize when when you've got the upper hand. Um, against a really good football team, but a team that was beatable, a team that you could have got in there and, and, and taken a win, um, is there, right? It's still it's still there. And so this is a good football team. I, I, I This is not a great football team by any stretch of the imagination. And you saw it in the way that they performed in the second half primarily, but you saw it throughout the whole game. Uh, Self-inflicted, as someone said, I think Fire Marine, mm -hmm. self-inflicted wounds, um, shooting themselves in the foot constantly, uh, coaching staff making some critical errors, whether it was Gidry and you know uh, with that flag. I know that it's, it's it's very you know, it's very petty. Some people want to call it, but you know at the end of the day, you have to keep you keep your composure as a coach. Yeah, and, and he kind of crossed the line a little bit. So I want to get your take on it, Vince. You can go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's it's a petty call, and and but look, all things considered on the officials. I mean, they had no issues calling holding on North Carolina on basically every play. So, I mean, right. I mean, you can't really look at that. And yeah. be like, uh, even yeah. if that one call was, was, and it was a critical call because it sure. was four than one and gave them the first down to tie the game up. But to your point, Jazz, I think the, the frustrating thing for me, wasn't just as, as fire Marine said, not just the self-inflicted wounds. I mean, the three biggest plays were the three turns out in the last play of the game, which doesn't really Paris, yeah, but it was TVD, it was Matt Lee, and it was Henry Parrish, as you said earlier. I mean, those are your guys. Those are your reliable guys that you're like, these are the guys. Like, this was not a freshman we had to force in there to, like, because someone was there. Like, these are, these are the guys. Like, I mean, you don't expect Matt Lee to, when you're trying to drive to take the lead back after North Carolina hit us over the top, to not be able to snap the ball. And you know, it's ironically snapped it in between Parrish and TBD, who both like batted the ball out of each other's hands. It, it's just, you know, these are the these are the players that that you kind of expect to step up and not make those kinds of errors. And this was a game of, like you said, those are the kind of the 
the ones that stand out. That there's just a lot of boneheaded plays, a lot of mistakes, so many third down longs given up. I mean, the first session was third and goal from the 18. I don't know what coverage we're in, but like, yeah, Takori got beat over the middle, but there was no one else even in the end zone. It's third and goal from the 18. How are your safeties not in the end? Like, we need Al Golden in there to line the safeties up on the goal line. Like, what are we doing here? Like, I just I don't understand what that was. I thought our safeties were really bad in this game, which is not something we've said this year. Got beat over the top, as I mentioned, the second half. Gave up so many big plays just, like, throughout. Like, all the explosive plays. And part of that's UNC is a really good team. But you look at the ACC players of the week, it's UNC's receiver, their quarterback, and their running back. I mean, that is a shocking indictment of how bad our defense was. And and then, you know, that puts it on, on the offense to make up for it. And, you know, TBD has the numbers from the game, but there were plays out there to be made that he didn't make, and we didn't have margin fair because of the mistakes and because of the defense. I mean, even at the end, cut it to 14, and there were still seven and a half minutes left. You're, I mean, let's be real. You're not going to win this game because something will go wrong. But, you know, we're like, maybe the defense can get a three and a half. They give a 60-yard run. Yeah, that was, I mean, and that was well, the, that, that made it a three three possession game again. But that, that shows to me that shows the lack of depth. They, they were tired, man. They were tired, and, and UNC did exactly right. They had a great game plan. They made adjustments in the second half, and they ran the play that was going to continue to to wear them down. That's exactly what they did. Um, and yeah, the Kings yeah, actually I, ended up ended up. I to your point, the Kings actually ended up winning the time of possession overall for the game. Yeah. But that third quarter, the rapid turnovers really kind of stuck the defense out right. there. For, But then, again, giving up a touchdown on third and whatever it was, 20 from the 33 or whatever, come on. Yeah, it's a terrible. <laughs> come on. Look, two, of their touchdowns, two of their touchdowns were on third and more than 15. Like, you can't do that and win. <laughs> Pip, down, Pip Down says here, Blue, Blue, I want to get this to you, right? Because he, uh, he wrote about, I think, the most disappointing thing about Saturday was the effort. Um we expected a team to be pissed off. Instead, they played like it was just another game. I kind of disagree with that. I think that I think that they look blue. You mentioned this a lot too, right? Going into the season, was that the depth was better, but it still wasn't there, right? We're still we're still not there when it comes to having depth. Not only that, we're getting some disappointing play from some of the players that we thought that were going to come in um, and be like these, you know. Let's just throw it out there, right? The Leonard Taylors and, and and some of those guys that are just not getting it done. Nigel Leak is—I know he's been a little hurt, but he really hasn't gotten the pressure that we think he was going to get from an edge rushing kind of guy, right? So there's a lot of that stuff, but I, I don't think there was a lack of effort. I think that at the end of the day, when you wear a team out and you you have no depth, it's going to look like this as well. It's going to look like North Carolina running for 300 yards or 250, whatever it was. Right? It's going to look like. Uh, it's going to look like they're not giving the effort, but it's more about them just being kind of beat up. I think that they gave the effort. I know that the score is, doesn't look indicative of what the game was like because that third quarter, and Vish, you mentioned this to me, right? The third quarter was screwed everything up. Obviously, everybody knows that. Uh, but I, I still think you saw some fight. I still think you saw the Canes with, with, with the effort. It's just that at the end of the day, they didn't have the, they didn't have the depth. And, and quite frankly – there was some poor play on both the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball that led to, you know, some of these mistakes and some of these big plays that UNC found themselves uh, getting. So I, I kind of want to get your take based off of what we've kind of spoken about, like what you think of, of, of this team as a whole right now, sitting at four and two, uh, which is actually not terrible. I understand it's, it's two crappy losses to two games that we could have. Well, I know for sure the GT game, we could have won the UNC game 
was there for us and we didn't make the adjustments. What's your take on this team right now after this UNC loss and just kind of go into this Clemson game uh, four and two? Well, first of all, I'm not going to bash every week uh, because it just, it, what good is it going to do? I mean, they have to get better and they have to uh, correct a lot of the mistakes. I mean, let's face it. Nice. You know, I don't, you know, cause if people text me on the side and send me all these things, I'm a Debbie downer and no, I'm not. I just, the whole thing is, is you could just see, I know how fans are. I know how Miami fans are and they want to get to zero to 60 quickly. It's not going to happen. It's just not enough depth. As I said, at the beginning of the year, you got to face this. You got to take one game at a time. Most likely Miami's going to be underdogs in four of the last six games. I mean, definitely. I mean, there's, I don't see them being a, an NC state's going to come down to be in the game in my mind, whether they're a six and six team or a seven and five. We blew that opportunity with Georgia Tech to have any choice in there. They've got to come out and play one game at a time and then correct the mistakes. Because if they come out against Clemson and do the same thing and give the game away hey, and show lack of depth, what good is it? What good is it? You're not learning. Now, you got these coaches for a reason, to coach. So you take what you did in the Georgia Tech game and then try to correct it for this last game. Did they do that? Well, I don't think they made all that many mistakes in the Georgia Tech game that, as we said, they should have won the game. No, they didn't play perfect, but you know what? Everybody's due. Pittsburgh beat the Christmas out of Louisville. You know, so anything can happen. My point is, this week, you look back, in practice, and you got to stop. I mean, at these days, I listen to these these questions and these, you know, at these press conferences that they ask over and over again. Everybody knows what the deal is. I mean, you know, you can't belabor the boy. How come Brown's not playing more? How come this guy's not playing more? We're not in practice. You think that, and, and I've said this, guys, forever. You think that coaches sabotage their program on purpose by playing guys who don't deserve to play. And that's why I'm saying, why are we quite, not us, but why are people questioning the decisions made by the coaches? If they say that this guy's better then you know what, he's done it in practice and that's what we have to do. But my point is this, all the mistakes that you guys said, I mean, we were in and we had our chances I mean, I was sitting at the edge of my seat at halftime thinking, you know what? It just got to play a little bit smarter, a little bit more aggressive. Can't make turnovers. And they did. Um, is North Carolina a much better team? No. I don't think so. No, but they're a better team because they have more depth at different positions. Um, I don't see us running for 296 against anybody of quality, our best days were the first couple of games. And that's one of my things. Again, we don't want to play Alabama, LSU, and Wisconsin off the bat, but playing Bethune and Miami of Ohio and those teams kind of, other than Texas A&M, and I think that, you know, A&M kind of, we were fortunate to, to play, you know, we played, we got missed, got breaks in that game. We played and we didn't well. Even run the ball well in that game either. So. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, if you continue 
to talk about um, the same mistakes in every game. You're not learning. Right. And I think before you get about – I mean, you think that North Carolina ran the ball. Jesus. Clemson can run. They're huge up front, and they got a couple of backs, and they got a mobile quarterback. So you got to shore that up. I agree with you about Lee, uh, Van Dyke. Those are senior leaders. They're not the ones that should be making the mistakes. There's the they're the ones that should be leading by example. It seems to me in the last two games that Tyler Van Dyke, his mind sometimes is elsewhere. He goes through his progression, and then the only guy he's only trusted one guy. So is he really going through his progression? <laughs> no, I'm saying. That's what know, I want to talk about next because, you know, the, the biggest question. Well, well, Jasmine, we can fold in a couple of so about the, just as the overall offense yeah. topics. I think some of this is also play calling. The offense looks stagnant with better competition. What happened to all the air raid concepts and attacks Dawson's offense were known for? And then I've, and I think some of the answers that's TVD, but um, the way you would go, that's some of the question through uh, Twitter. Can one of you answer me, guys answer me on this? Uh, why did our offense change after the bye week? Why don't our linemen pull or trap anymore? Why aren't their receivers running crossing patterns? Yeah. We run up the middle every time now. This is not Dawson's offense. It was Mario written all over it. So, yeah, I think I think that that's a valid question. I it think is a great those question. Are all, those are all great, great questions question. because, um, yeah, what did happen to that? Right, you're noticing that, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't even know how to answer from a football perspective, but I can't tell you this, right? The biggest question mark, the biggest question that everybody is asking is, you know, or not even what the biggest question, the biggest statement right now is, is, you know, you know, I guess it is a question is, is TBD the guy, right? Is what, is, what the heck is going on with TBD? And blue, you started, you started mentioning a little bit how he kind of goes into these funks where, He's not. He's not all there. He's not making the freshman funks. Yeah, he's not making the the you know the reads right. He's not. He's not making. Well, he goes through his progressions, but he doesn't see. He 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 comes back in his first well, progression. Because, yeah, because I think that he's so zeroed in on on X. Um, that that's the biggest thing, right? Like, why is he only looking at him? He, I, so? I we, get, we get that he's in the security blanket, but if you look back at the tape, if you look back at the game, the fish. I don't know if you've done it yet, or or blue, but. I've looked at a little bit, bits and pieces of it, and you see other receivers that are open, like flying wide open. You know, you've got Jacoby <laughs> George on that one third down where he forced it into X, that it hit the back of the jersey of the North Carolina player. Right. You saw, uh, you saw Jacoby George run open on that in route. You've seen Kobe Young, and, and I know we, you know, we talk about Kobe Young not being—he's not wide receiver one, but like there's times where he's getting open. And if you throw him the ball, he's going to break tackles, right? He's a yak kind of guy. He's going to break tackles. Jacoby George, you saw when you throw the ball up in the air and you make him go get it, he's going to go get it, right? So he, he's got great hands. We saw that on that one on that one throw that TBD threw back across his body, and he had to snatch it out of no. So you see this. Not only that, right? You're seeing some other players that – and this is the thing. This is the biggest question mark to me is we're talking about a team that has talented wide receivers. You see it with Brashard Smith. Now, to me, I correct me if I'm wrong, but Brashard Smith obviously played really well this game, right? He had that touchdown grab. He's great on kick returns. You saw him catch a couple of balls, make some plays. If if you notice, X is not in on those plays. 
right? So you've got Rashard in. And to me, my question is, do are, are the coaches kind of noticing the same thing we're noticing and saying, let's get X off the field and make him look at some other guys. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, there he goes looking looking at yeah. Rashard Smith's way. And he's they making throw it to him on the sideline if he's over there. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Well, well, I, careful. I, I do think what to, and Blue kind of touched on this a little bit. There's something mental going on here because the more that game got pressurized, the more he relied on his security blanket. Like it got progressively worse. It did as the game went on. It mentions it 18 <laughs> targets. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't start that way. He was spreading the no, ball no, a lot right. more at the beginning. He had the time, Vish. Yeah, as the pressure got got going, he he just more and more just started to just zero in on the one one receiver, and then ironically throws that terrible interception, trying to force it to someone else when X was actually wide open in the flat. He couldn't just throw it to him. So it's one of those days as well. But yeah, eighteen targets is too much pimp down, absolutely. And also, even the I believe he had eleven catches and didn't even have a hundred yards. That's because you're just like jamming the ball in there when he's not really even open for yardage like that's not successful either so it was just and this is not a knock on x next x is a great receiver and i think that sometimes i get that you have to go to him right he's gonna make you a play he's gonna make the plays he's doing great right he's probably the best slot receiver in the in in college football right now with the numbers that he's that he has but at at some point you got to be able to really you've got time because the offensive line is doing a good job of blocking yeah, they are. Yeah. We got time. Make your progressions and throw the ball where it needs to be, where it needs to go. If you find some other guys that are open, not only that, the, I think the biggest disappointment out of all of this is the lack of usage of the the tight ends. Not I at all. It's yeah, not usage. What usage? Yeah, or not even lack. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's non-existent. Um, I think I think it's a shame. You know, I, and I know you hear Coach Cristobal talking in his interviews saying. We've got some great tight ends, and um, we've got a great plan for them. They're part of the offense. We just have you just haven't seen it yet. Well, yeah, no shit, we haven't seen it yet. Um, you know, the, the the point is, you've got Riley Williams. You've got now a Royals back in the in the fold, right? You've got obviously uh, Riley Skinner is in the doghouse uh, apparently. So I don't know what the hell's going on with him, uh, aside from the fact that it looks like he can't block much. And then you even got Cam McCormick, who's been able to run some routes and caught a really nice ball down the middle, I think, in the second game of the season or something like that. So um, I, I think you've got to, to question a little bit the play calling recently from Shannon. Well, well I, I think what I, I think the entire – so Blue talked about this a little bit earlier. Like at halftime, we're up three, even though just might as just took a gun and shot ourselves in the put foot over and over and over and somehow we're up three that game should have been like a double figure lead and and the offense at least should have had the one more touchdown when they drove all the way to two and if you're up like 21 to 10 or something at the half a lot a lot of those mistakes were how quickly the game got it was hit over the top you're already losing again yeah drake may seen ghosts out there you have five sacks it was like six for twenty or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, like and it, just, it was how swiftly the third quarter unraveled. It's it's unbelievable. It was they and hit us over the top. Well, partially and partially again with self-inflicted wounds. This time it, it sunk us. Though. They hit us over the top. We actually then drove the ball down. We were first and ten on the UNC forty-one when we fumbled a snap. Yep. Um, and I think it just you could see every mistake. Then this, this unlike in the first half where. The teams appeared to stay even keeled and continue to execute. In the second half, both offensively and defensively, every mistake 
seemed to just weigh on them. And then the next play, they were played worse. And the next play, they played worse. It was like almost the opposite. And it wasn't really until the fourth quarter. And you mentioned the fourth quarter started with that play you were talking about. It was actually a fourth down jazz where he forced it into TVD into so much traffic that just hit a random defender that wasn't even playing defense on the ball because there were so many people around him. Like that was, that's another, like, and then they finally settled in. Then, like you said, some of it was frankly taking X off the field. So he'd have to go through progressions, hit some passes, but like, that whole, I think they collapsed under the weight of their mistakes, frankly, across the board. I don't know. Just like, e- e- well, even down, even when you're down what we were, like, you can still run the ball. I thought he got away. From, we weren't that effective and weren't yeah. nearly as effective as I thought we were. But once we got down two scores, I like, forget running. Like, it was just throw, 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 throw. And and I think that affected some of the play calling as well. There, were, The game was moving along so slowly that like there was so much time left there was no need to panic but i felt like we collectively panicked the defense too started taking more chances and then that didn't end well either i i thought we did not respond well to the adversity in the third no, quarter not in the third quarter four turnovers vish to none that's the answer i i want to mention yeah that but the we- frustrating thing with that blue is is well the the, the fourth one was a throw into the end zone last yeah, week okay, but the three but the three i mean as bad as the tvd throw was which was a bad interception I mean, one snapping the ball. The other one's your your workhorse running back just needs to just run into the end zone. And then there was several plays, not to make excuses for the team, but but there there was several just, you know, you'll never see this again. Like Matt Lee's not gonna screw a snap up the rest of the year like that, but he did. I mean, Gidry's definitely not gonna get an unsportsman like conduct penalty. But even right after Parrish fumble, Bane, who by the way is a beast. Strips the ball out. You're like, we're gonna get a safety or a touchdown. This they pick oh, it up and gain God, yardage. God. It's just like, yeah. you know, the ball just in one of those days too. All of that like came. Be- and despite all of that, leading at the half was so you know going to halftime. Everything. All right, we clean this up. We can really put this team away. And instead, they immediately scored. And so we took the lead twice and never actually took a snap with the lead. It's just that we never strung those multiple things together. You need to win a football game, and then eventually it it caved in, but I do agree with what you all said earlier. Like the effort was there. It was the execution wasn't there. The play calling was, was I, I hit do or miss. To, I do want to mention something that I think is important to, to realize. And I think both of you can kind of attest to this, but you know, all these people calling for, you know, we need to have more wide receivers play. We need to have uh, Ray Ray play and, and, and Harold and, and Shamar Kirk. Yes. Those are all talented guys, right? They're all talented guys. But let me I mean let me let me just say the guys that we have starting Kobe Young, Jacoby George, Xavier Restrepo, and then you got you know the guys right behind them like um uh Isaiah Horton, Rashard Smith, obviously you see him play, and even a little bit of Ray Ray and some of the other I mean they're mixing guys in. We've got a we've got really talented wide receivers. Here's my here's my problem that I see here, why everybody's complaining, why are they getting open? No, the problem here's what what in a perfect world. Nobody gets upset if X catches 15 balls a game and he has two touchdowns and TVD doesn't hit anybody else in a perfect world. But you got to understand something. Wide receivers, first of all, they're the biggest divas on the field, right? Number one. Number two, they're, they, they want their share. They want to catch footballs, right? So how do you think a wide receiver is going to feel when you, you got you to line up and you got to run routes? And the wide receiver feels himself that he's not going to throw the football to me. So what's going to happen? The mentality of a football player 
is going to be like, well, if he's not going to throw football to me, I'm not going to run the crispest route. I'm not going to run the best route I can run. I'm not going to be aggressive on my ink, on my cuts, on my posts, on my this, that, and the other. That's what's going to happen. Other wide receivers get complacent. They get kind of lazy in their route running. If you get a quarterback that's kind of zero in on one specific guy all the time, it's going to happen. And that's what maybe you see sometimes with some of these wide receivers. It's not that they're not open. It's not that they're not catching the football. It's that that's how wide receivers, that's the mentality, right? If you're sitting there and you're expecting that you're running these routes and getting open, that the wide receiver, the quarterback's going to go through progressions and find you open, throw you the football, you're going to catch the ball. You're going to be fine. But if you sit there and you think, this guy's not going to throw it to me because he's, all he's doing is looking at X the whole time. And, again, that's not a knock on X, right? Shout out to him for for freaking playing his heart out and playing great. But you got to be able to find some of your other playmakers. Look what happens when you find Jacoby George. And and, and I know TBD got rocked on that play. Threw a touchdown pass, right? You know, the, the couple of balls that you threw to, 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 to Kobe Young, he's able to break some tackles. You run a screenplay with Isaiah Horton and he gets 10, 15 yards. Like, you got to do those things, right? Where was the screenplay? They ran three screens, and each screen that they ran went for big, good yardage. So why aren't you doing those type of things? Why aren't you hitting your other wide receivers? I don't think it's I don't think it's because the other wide receivers are better that they're not seeing, you know, why are you sitting right you know, when I'm talking about, like, the guys on the bench. No, it's just that TVD needs to be able to – you know, find these guys, throw them the ball a little bit more, get them more involved in the game, and and, and you're going to have the opportunity to go over the top. You're going to have the opportunity to score more points, to stretch the field. That someone mentioned earlier that if you're just throwing these, you know, these these uh, mid mid to to, to short route um, you know, passes where where <coughs> catching the ball, what's going to happen? The defense is going to come up, right? They're going to play up. They're going to play closer to the line, closer to the box. And they're not they're not scared of you throwing it over the top. So you've got to be able to stretch a few. You've got to be able to open it up in order for them to score more points and to be more aggressive. And obviously Miami's not doing that right now. So something's got to change. I don't think yeah. it's Sears' fault. And and but I, I think I think you know in the I think it got again progressively worse about the game because if you look at that if you look at the not like George had six catches, right? Um, and Rashard had three. Horton had four. Colby Young had two. Um, Harrell had one. He did spread around some because we threw so much. And I think again, Jess, you, you actually we talked about this on on the side. Like giving up on the running game was a huge mistake. It wasn't really working, but that keeps them honest. Like once you're got, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't right, terrible. right. We're right. only getting made like three or four yards a carry or something like that. But it was still moving the football. They were moving right, the and and it, and it, again, it keeps the defense honest. It slows the pass rush down a little bit. It makes the linebackers look at the running back. That'll open up. One of the reasons we had all these dump offs to X and traffic for three yards and it was like pulling teeth is because we weren't running yeah. and everyone's squatting on the pass. So I think there's a lot going on there um, where we, we. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouthwatering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a lot going on in this game, period. <laughs> yeah, it was a. I mean, we haven't. We we barely touched on the fact that they ran for two thirty-five on our ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was. By the way, we came into the game with the number one run defense yeah. in the country, and just to me, that was the as much as like all the mistakes, and certainly TBD had issues. <clears throat> the the thing that caught me off guard was how ineffective we were running the ball against. Some of it was by choice, like we didn't stick with as much as we should, and then how effective they were. Like that, that was that them 235, us 70. Yeah. I would just know I did not see that coming at all, despite I mean, all the mistakes. That's the, that's the thing that worries me going forward. Hampton, but I think that a lot of it also came. I mean, we were gassed. That defense was gassed. The depth was not there. You're missing some guys. And, and then, quite frankly, like you said, Vish, earlier, like even the safeties that come down to make some plays, you saw a lot of mistakes on their part as well. You saw a lack of execution. I, I'm okay. I'll be honest with you, though, with all that being said, I still think that the defense is pretty solid. It's pretty solid defense. I think that uh, they still need they, – they just are lacking depth. At, but but I, I, I think – This is like help stop the run, which is defensive tackle. I yeah, no, that. but, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And then, again, you, again, we talked about this on the side, so I'm kind of stealing your point. But, like, you know, Mesidor not being there is a huge yeah. – He was all ACC last year, and Ruben Bain's playing great. But, like you said, there's your depth gone. Yeah, Ruben Bain should be coming up – Ruben Bain should be coming off the bench in like third down situations and lighting him up, not having to play every play as a true freshman. And and so that's they where the shouldn't even is. have to be told to do that. They, right. uh, they I was going to say, but if you're if you're doing a North Carolina show tonight, you're saying we had 517 yards and 14 penalty. Yeah, you know, we could have just killed them. You know, I mean, well they did. So there's, I mean, you know, I mean, there's two sides of every coin, and Absolutely. they were making you know every time you talk about shooting themselves in the foot. That they kind of aided us a lot of times, you know. From the, a couple of those plays were called back. I just think that if we could define, I don't think we can define the problems. You can't because if you say, well, you know, his progressions or this, don't throw to to, to uh, Xavier so much. What is it? Is it? Are they not is, – is Dawson's offense maybe doesn't suit a lot of these kids? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. If it doesn't suit the quarterback, then you are you might right. as well – if a guy can't drive the car, then there's no use having passengers. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, so, so this is the question I have for you guys. 
uh, we'll end we'll end the North Carolina and, and kind of uh, discussion. Yeah, let's here. Talk, I mean, we're playing Clemson this week. This is why. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we should talk about that too. I mean, Clemson, man, Davos coming to Miami, and, and, and I'll yeah. and I'll mention that also because this is this is a big game. This is this is definitely a yeah. big game. Um, my question to you is this, right? And, and this is kind of like a question that leads into Clemson. Uh, T, with with considering TVD struggles right now, the team is is still only four and two, right? So we're still in. We're still in the thick of it where we can still compete. We can still, you know, we can still end up with, you know, let's say seven and five, eight and four record. I mean, it's still on the table where Miami, if if they play well, we've seen it, right? They play really good football. They can beat some of these teams, right? So the question to on the other end is, though, if you see TVD struggle again, right? If you see him do what he's been doing the last couple of games again, and we lose another game to Clemson, right? And now we're four and three. The question starts being, at this point, do you start to see what you have mm. in Emory Williams? Do you bench? I do you, don't. I do you don't. DVD? Do you start to, to say uh, Those guys out? aren't ready for – no, no. Well, we it doesn't matter at that point is what I'm saying, right? Yes, like, it what, always matters. It always you matters. you got to get to a bowl game. So get to a bowl game, get six, seven wins, and then decide what you're going to do. But you can yeah, also he, mess a quarterback up by putting them out there when they're not ready. Like this is not look, look, and, and 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 this is a team, and this is also this is a program that needs to win football games. Like, I agree. It has not been doing that, and as much as like the schedule is going to be a pain in the ass now, like right. that Georgia Tech game, we're going to have one more loss than we should have the rest of the year, obviously. But that, that's exactly not right. not getting that win puts us in in some jeopardy here but there's also opportunities even within a season that maybe doesn't meet expectations you have clemson you have florida state you have louisville you have north Carolina state those are four opportunities to pull off a really good win right if you win one of those like we beat clemson this weekend we still might go seven and five yeah yeah but you beat clemson Right, yeah. and I think, and that's the stuff you can use to. Build you already on beat top Texas A&M. Yeah, and, th- and those are things yeah, you can yeah, use to build yeah. on top of when a team is rebuilding, which is clearly what we've been doing for twenty years now. There is very little, little that is discernible between a team that's rebuilding correctly and going to be good, and one that is going to fail. You right. can look at those old early ninety teams. I can tell you right now, in nineteen ninety nine, and this is the year before we were the best team in the country. <clears throat> When we blew a 20-point lead to East Carolina and lost, I sure wasn't thinking, oh, yeah, next year we're going to kill everyone. We're going to beat Florida State. We're going to beat Virginia Tech. We're going to blow Florida out in the Sugar Bowl. I was not thinking that as a year away from it. But There's always going to be games like that. Yeah, as you're you're building. But there's, like, people trying to read between that and say, oh, this is a sign. You don't know. We saw that now. We understand that 7-5 or or 8-4 – is actually a very successful season, considering given you know, the crappy roster yet you had to have. Exactly, last it's a total. It, it, what it's a total rebuild. Building, but it, but it, it is it is if you, put, if you put the pieces in place to build on top of, and there are still, you know, it would be in one way would be better if we just had like all we had left was bottom feeders in the ACC because that is possible now with the unbalanced schedule, and we could just you know easily get to nine wins and not beat anyone. Like, if you look at Louisville's conference schedule, it's a joke, right? That's how they're building this record out. But in this case, we don't have that. But we do have the opportunity to legitimately notch some wins. Like, that's a good win. That's something that can help you build confidence. We're also going to take some losses because of it, too. But, you know, that's why – but to answer your question, that's why I would not do – like, the last thing we need is, like, Emory 
having to go into Tallahassee and like get crushed by Florida State and have like no the, the, let TBD I'm work through you. this. I'm with he, you. He threw for 391 yards. I know some of it was garbage time, but it wasn't. I think again. I think. I think. I think. I think all of the. I think he did it. You know what I mean? He he looked. He looked. He was schizophrenic. Some of the throws he made, you're like, whoa. And then the next play, you're like, why'd you force that to quadruple coverage when everyone else is wide open? He pulls a dime to Jacoby after his collarbone broken, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then even on the even on the next last drive, he dropped that right into Brashard for that bomb, right? I mean, but then like the next like the next play, he's forcing it in again. Even the even the again, we were gonna lose, but the he's inconsistent right now. He's yeah, good. yeah, but yeah, but he's good. Yeah, look how many years he's been there. It's not like yeah. it's his first year. He's been like that. It's yeah, like so Brad, I remember when we shoved Brad Kai into the spotlight against Louisville on the road on opening day. Come on, yeah. how much pressure you're going to put on a kid? Yeah, and, and so I, so I think you know for him, like, is he the second coming of anything? No, but is he the best we've got right now? Absolutely. So hundred percent agree. By far. By the way, this question from Pit Down before we get to Clemson, does TBD come back next year? When I look at him on the sidelines, I really wonder if his heart is in it. So I don't know. I I don't, you know, the second part. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not a vocal leader by any means. So that that's number one. Number two, does TBD come back? I think that it doesn't matter if he comes back or not. I don't think he'd be the quarterback for the Miami Hurricanes next year either way. If he came back, if he did come back, that'd be a, you know, he'd probably be a transfer guy. And to be quite honest with you, I think that, at this point, I think that the, the <laughs> would I, it, it would it would strap them. It would hold them down if they if he did come back and they put him at quarterback again next year. I think that that would be the biggest I, mistake. Um, I, I think it. I think a lot of that depends on how the last six games go. Yeah, yeah. Half the season. Of, I still I still think that he first of all I don't he think could go to UConn next year and appease all the people. And say, hey, look, I'm home. Yeah, or or go to Alabama. Nah, <laughs> no, that ain't happening. That's it. That ship has sailed, my friends. That yeah, that's no. But I think I think again, it depends on the the, the context in which this I season just, ends. I, I think that if you bring TVD back, regardless of the last six games, if you bring him back, that will that will yeah. completely that will send a signal that you're trying not trying to build for the future. Yeah, that will completely destroy the quarterback room for 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 years. Well, now. well, there there's only two other quarterbacks in the quarterback room. Um, yeah. And we're looking at the portal for an immediate starter. So I don't it's see what happen. the difference. No, I, I, I'm telling you right now, that's going to happen. So. Yeah, but but I don't I don't see what the difference is between bringing a portal guy and having TVD come back. Maybe a guy that won uh, beat uh, USC in the Sugar Bowl last year would be a little step up. Yeah, you get a, you get a better quarterback again. That. Again, I, I think you need to let the season play out. I don't think he's coming back either. But I, I will say, I will say, you know. I yeah, he's that. not he's not leaving this year, so that's yeah, it. yeah. Well, and then again, I think you have to see how the his prospects are totally dependent on the rest of the season. Yeah, plays out like I don't see, him. I don't yeah. see the teams bringing him back regardless. But I mean, stranger things have happened. I mean, if he if but I, the the part I do want to talk about is wonder if his heart is in it. That kid got the s beat out of him and kept playing. Like he did not need to be in. Like he was rushing the team to, up to the line. To get that last snap off, to try and get one more score, even though the game was over, through another interception. Yeah. Like he never stopped competing. And so I'm not gonna question his heart. Like I could see I was there. I, I could I could uh I could see him getting the crap beat out of him. Yeah. And he kept playing and he got lit up quite a few times. He's a tough kid. So so I well we can question. He's just limited in what he can do as well. Right, right. We can limit we can break names, not. 
right? He doesn't have the legs. Right, for that. right, like, right. We can question his decision-making for sure, some of the sure. throws he made, but in terms of the effort and, and his heart being yeah, in it, he that. had every excuse to get out of that game. I agree. And and he didn't. He took some shots, man. And he kept fighting. Like, I will say the one thing, if we want to end a little bit positive, maybe do some price picks and talk Clemson, but, you know, last year this team does not – we were down – 38 to 17 after imploding in the third quarter and beginning of the fourth quarter, this team fought back and kept coming at them. And, you know, yep. I ended up losing this by 10. 60 to 17. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this team, at least like, at least they kept fighting and I'll, I'll give the kids credit for that because last year we lose this game by 40. Like after the bottom falls out in the third quarter, there's no way they're fighting back in the fourth quarter and winning that by 10 points. And no chance. Still desperately trying to get back in the game and make plays and, you know, getting into even the position to hit Burchard over the top or get X the touchdown, the fourth down, all of that stuff. And then even even then, like after we didn't get the onside kick, the defense finally did get that three and out. Like none of that was happening last year. The team was on the bench and it quit. So I do think there has again, it's finding it's finding silver linings in a cloud. But but I I do think there has been some growth in that in that in that area because. This last year that is a that is a thirty to forty point loss. Yeah. When the when the bottom fell out in the third quarter, the fourth quarter would have just been all the players with their heads in their hands on the bench while UNC just went up and down the field and said we actually came back at them and started scoring. So that was at least a positive sign in terms of where the team is mentally and attitude wise. Now there's physical limitations and there's all the other stuff we talked about. It's gonna continue to hold them back for now. The six rig cane show. The six ring cane show. The six rings cane show. <laughs> you know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.